Well, I have some good news for parents and some not-so-good news for teachers. Summer is almost over. Some of you are going to finally uh, get to see your children go back to education, which I know is what you're really desiring more than anything because, let's be honest, you love your kids and you love summer, but you're very thankful for the teachers who mold them at school and teach them, and you just can't wait for them to go back and be around those folks. Um, So what I'm telling you is pray for our teachers. That time is coming. My wife has already begun to put all that at the forefront of of her mind, and man, it has been just go, go, go for a lot of these folks, but it is that time of year where the teachers are already back in their rooms, getting everything set up and ready to go, so pray for them because it won't be much longer, and uh, of course, a teacher's favorite day is always the first day of school, not the last. Maybe that's not how that works. Maybe it is the last. I don't know, but uh, they get an education because they love it, but we definitely want to remember all of those who will be heading back and you know, my prayer this, is that this summer you have had an impact, that you have taken time to invest with your family into eternal things. What a blessing it was for us to be able to travel to New Mexico. Uh, God interrupted our plans for a youth mission trip because so many of our youth were going to be gone during that particular week. So we said, well, why not open it up to families? And so opening that mission trip up to families, we were able to uh, get some of the younger families in our church to invest with their families into eternal things. We got to go to the Mescalero and and work, and we'll share that next Sunday. Next Sunday, we're going to wrap up all of our summer events, and so we'll be sharing about that, and we would love for you to be here to be a part of that. As we share, if you have a T-shirt that you need to wear that week, uh, feel free to wear that T-shirt. We want you to come and be a part of all that God did during the summer so you can come and hear the testimonies of of these folks share their hearts as to what all God did uh, during uh, during their investment throughout the summer. But I'm thankful for each one who had a part because, um, especially in the, the mission trip, because we were able to watch Children, little kiddos, jump in and be a part of allowing the Mescalero uh, children to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, I was so thankful for not just our youth, but especially the little kiddos who had the opportunity to go and participate. Um, They did a lot. Um, Just entertaining kids for a while sometimes. Uh, it was just a joy, but it was an investment, and, and, and it's important. I remember our very first trip with our daughter. Um, we went on, uh, I believe it was to Missouri. Was that the first one that we went on? Do you remember? Oklahoma was the first one, Broken Arrow. And we got to go to Broken Arrow, and, and we got to invest there, and then we invested in Missouri. We invested in Nicaragua and and uh, in Guatemala, and we've had opportunities in Africa to invest, to, to, to really change uh, not just the lives of people that we met, but change our own lives because we invested in the kingdom. We invested in the gospel. 
So this morning, I want to talk about the family investing. Make the investment. This is the family and the church. We are, we are needing to make this investment. If you don't make it when your children are younger, they may not see the need to make it when they are older. One of the things that we're recognizing is that as our children are leaving the home, they're leaving the church as well. And I believe a lot of this is because we have not invested properly in, with the home into the kingdom, into the church, and into the work of the gospel. So I want to challenge us this morning to look at what we do invest in uh, versus what we should invest in. So if you have your Bible, turn with me please to Hebrews chapter 10 and let's stand together as we read from God's word. Hebrews chapter 10, beginning with verse 24. And let's consider how to encourage one another in love and good deeds. Not abandoning our own meeting together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. Father, our prayer this morning is that we will come to a place of understanding that the investment that we make with our children will show them what is important as they get older in life. We must choose the proper investment. And Lord, I believe that is investing in the work of God. Lord, deal with our hearts this morning. In Christ's name I pray, amen. So an investment is the dedication of an asset to attain an increase in value over a period of time. That is the definition of the word investment. So as we consider this, let's think about this. Investment requires a sacrifice of some present asset, such as time, money, or effort. So let me ask you this question. Where does your time, your money, and your effort go? Where does it go? What is it that you have invested your Christian life in? So you say, well, I'm a believer. Okay, if you're a believer, then let me ask you, believer, what have you invested your time, your money, and your effort in? We're talking about um, this coming Saturday doing something amazing for uh, a, a church that has shut down, and we have the opportunity as a church to go and meet with other churches at a particular spot and to do a work that will benefit an entire community. And I imagine that it, a lot of you have seen this come up and you just let it go. You thought, that's not my thing. And that's just the problem. That is just the problem. We don't see the importance of investing into the kingdom of God. We see the importance of investing into our playtime, into the things that we desire. But when it comes to putting an effort that will actually be eternal, we don't see it as important. I think about Taylor, and I think this girl, I have watched her grow. This is the only church she's ever known. Ladies, you want to invest in the life of a young lady? You show up Saturday and invest in her life. You show her that she will not be by herself raising this child. Obviously, we know that her family's there, and we know that her husband's there, but she needs to know that her entire church is there as well. We invest. We invest in what we find important, right? We invest in those important things, things that are important to us. We throw our money, our time, and our effort in, but outside of that, we give just very little. We give just enough to satisfy ourselves, but perhaps not to satisfy the call that God has put on our life. 
You know what you put your time in. You know what you put your money in. You know what you put your effort in. For some of you, church is that thing that you do when you have time. Therefore, can I share this with you? Church is not an investment. It's just what you do when you have time. When you've made all the other investments and you finally find yourself, oh, I've got a Sunday, I should go to church. Well, in my opinion, it should be reversed. Man, every Sunday I should be in church. That should be an investment that I make. Every single week I should be making the investment to get here, to be a part of what God is doing in the local body. That's what I desire. So here comes the question. What do families invest in? What do families invest in? Well, let's talk about a few, all right? Elite youth sports, right? You see it all the time on Facebook. My kid's going to be a professional player. Look how good my five-year-old hits the ball. Yeah, off of a tee that's sitting still, hasn't moved, and all of a sudden they're a major leaguer. But we're going to spend on average 12000 a year to get our kid better. On average, 12000 a year. Music lessons on average, $60 per hour. Some of y'all are wishing, man, I'm way too low on mine, but I charge. I, I heard that comment right there. This is, this is a national average of what things cost. It blows my mind, right? The cost of a tutor is $45 per hour. The average cost for a private school is $12,500 per year. We invest on things that matter to us when we should be investing on things that matter to God. What is important? What is eternal? People spend so much money thinking that their kid is going to make it. Do you realize that very few people make the full ride scholarship? Matter of fact, if you've ever gone to school on a full-ride scholarship, you should be thanking God that it arrived at your home because it's very few people who make it on a full-ride scholarship. But at what cost do we make that full-ride scholarship? At what cost? We invest so much that some people actually could have just let their child play ball without paying all the extra and let their child play an instrument without paying all the extra and actually save the money to send them to school. And the kid would have probably been better off. You say, brother Tom, you're talking down about all these extracurricular things. Yeah, because these extracurricular things have taken you away from church on a regular basis. They have taken you away from the call that God has put on your life on a regular basis. We need to understand that there's a return on the investments. There's a return on the investments. Now, return on investment is a financial ratio used to calculate the benefit an investor will receive in relation to their investment cost. All right? So let's say that you pull your child out of church on a regular basis to go and have them go elsewhere. They want to play ball. They want to learn an instrument. They want to be in the choir. They want to do all these things. They want to be on the debate team. Great. Let them do those things. There's nothing wrong with them having a life. I get all that. But when that becomes their life, there's a problem. 
And what we do is we say, well, these things are important because of, it's going to give them a chance at a better education. Again, very few ever make it on a full-ride scholarship. We're going to invest. We invest in rodeo. We invest in, 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 in all types of athletic events. We invest in all extracurricular things. You name it, it's invested in. It's poured money into. But what is the return on the investment? What eternal things have come out of this investment? Well, for some, I will share with you this. You are watching a, a younger generation pull away from God because when the parents did not see that it was important to take their kids to church, the kids are going to take it to the next level, and they will never be in church. You and I must show the importance of investing in the local body, of investing on a regular basis. Folks, if I wasn't a pastor, I would still be very much involved in church. It is who I am. It, is, it, it, it defines me. My life is defined by the gospel and by the work of Christ. This is who I am. I would not change it if I was in the pulpit or in the seat. That should not matter. See, here's some things that we need to do. I'm asking you to consider investing into eternal things, those things that will actually make a difference forever and ever, those things that will, your child can, call, can look back on and say, wow, I remember God doing this or God doing that. While in Nicaragua, one of the things that we ran into was it was very dry and very dusty. And at one point, Andrew Evans and I were outside because we were not needed inside. There was plenty of help inside. And all we were doing was spraying the ground. That was it. We were just spraying the dust off the ground, just trying to keep the dust down. So we would sit there and we would spray about every 15, 20 minutes. We would spray. That's how, I mean, it was so hot and, and, and so crazy. You just sit there and you just, you just sprayed the, the ground. And finally, Andrew looked at me and he said, this is pointless. This is pointless. What we didn't know was the reason that we were asked to do it was because if the dirt came in while they were doing certain things, the infection would come in with it. But you don't always understand how important things are when you don't see the importance in them. And a lot of you didn't see the importance of church until it was too late. Does that make sense? And now our children are out and our children are not following after the heart of God. Instead, they're following the things of the world, the things of the flesh. Because we didn't make the right investments. We have to invest in eternal things. I want you to look here with me at this verse. And let's consider how to encourage one another in love and good deeds. Church, what are your, what are your investments? How are you investing? Do you understand love and good deeds? Love offers forgiveness. How do I know that? Because of John 3.16. For God so what? loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Where did it begin? It began with love. So you and I are called to love, encourage, and love one another 
And from that, good deeds will happen. We're investing in each other. We're investing with love and we're investing with forgiveness. We're investing with character and with dignity. We're investing with the word of God. We make the investment by coming to church. I love the fact that and you don't, you guys, if you could only know the joy that I have in my heart, whenever I come to church and I walk into Sunday school and I see all these little bitty kids, these itty bitty ones, Y'all, 19 years ago, there weren't a lot of itty-bitty ones. And watching how many kids, to know that we had over 100 in vacation Bible school on the first night. You say, why is that important? Because people were investing. Listen, if you came and you taught vacation Bible school, guess what you did? You invested. You invested in the life of a young person who may have never heard the gospel. They may have never heard how they were created. Through Vacation Bible School, in somebody's home, I got a text. I don't know who it was, but I'm telling you, all I remember is, is reading that text going, wow, God has begun to stir the heart of a young person, understanding that they're not from an ape or an amoeba, but instead God himself, himself made them and fashioned them with his hands. Why? Because someone invested in the life of a child. You and I are called to encourage one another in love and good deeds. Invest in each other. Make the commitment that I will be there. Make the commitment that I will be a part. And listen, when I say invest, that means you're not asking, what's the church going to give me? That's what the average church member asks. But the ones who understand investing say, what can I invest in the church? What do I have to offer? What can I give? We're looking to invest by encouraging love and good deeds. To my youth, I want you to listen to me. When I say youth, I'm talking about from probably 10 years to just right out of high school. I want you to hear what I'm fixing to tell you. You know how you can invest? You can invest by understanding that older people matter. You say, what do I mean by that? You can invest in the church by understanding that older people matter in this way. You respect them, you honor them, you love them. We talk about this all the time. When you see an older person coming out that door, what's the first thing that a young person should do to that door? They should grab that handle, they should open that door. They should show that older person honor and love and respect. They shouldn't look at them coming and then walk away real fast. I want to hold the door, I've got to go, I've got to go. We've been running from serving God for so long because we don't like to do that. Folks, there are things that I, as a pastor, don't necessarily like to do, but I do them because it's the job that God has called me to. The younger generation can show good works by honoring those who are older, by listening to your mother and your father, by honoring their name when you're out in public. We look at the adults and say, what have you done to invest in your family? But also children, what are you doing to invest? 
A lot of people aren't led by the Father. A lot of men are not in the home like they should be. They've been out and about in the world doing their own thing, and now they're looking back going, man, I wish I'd have done things different. Well, guess what? Moving forward, do things different. Do things different. But we are to invest. We are to throw ourselves into the work of the church, into the worship of church. I cannot say this enough. Folks, you need to learn to sing and not care who hears you because no one in this church should be listening to you sing. They should just be singing for the glory of God. And I have sat in enough churches to know that not everybody can sing. But some of my favorite people to listen to are those who can't sing and don't care. Because they're just giving God glory. They're investing, putting themselves out there. Not abandoning our own meeting together as is the habit of some people. Remember, he's speaking to the church. You got me? He's speaking to the church. He is is directing this at the church. And he is telling them, listen. There are some who in the church have begun to put themselves out on other things. They, they take themselves away from church so that they can go and do this and do that and, and do things that they enjoy on the Sabbath. And what we're being told here is that we should encourage one another to show up and to meet. So this morning's message is to say to you, show up, be a part. I get it. Summer is is that time where life happens and we're going and we're going and we're going. But folks, don't let summer keep you from being where you need to be in a place of worship. Don't let the fact that kids are going to start playing sports here pretty soon be a reason to keep your kid away from church. Because if you keep your child away from church, you're telling your child, I'm investing more in you than I am in God. That's not healthy, by the way. Show up, be a part. I get this from people all the time. Man, I wish I'd have never quit going to church. You know what they mean by that? Once you stop going, it becomes the habit. And you start investing in things that are not important anymore. I encourage you to be here, to be a part, to grow in Christ. You need to be investing in the church. But when you invest, do me a favor. Don't ask for recognition. There's only one person needs to be recognized in this church, and that is God himself. And when I recognize certain people in here for their hard work, it's usually because they didn't ask me to do it. I'm very, very thankful for those who work hard. But you'd be shocked at how many people in this church, you have no clue what all they do. You would have no clue. There's reasons that things work around here like they do. It's because people sacrifice their own time their own money, their own effort to make sure that things work well. 
there's a reason that you're able to come in and there's air conditioning here. We have a man who used to attend this church who still comes back and has yet to charge us for any of the work. Now, he's charged some, had to do some parts. Yes, I get all that, but normally he doesn't even charge us for that. But he comes back and he does the work right here at this church for free. Because he's invested in the work of God. And in his mind, the church's money could be spent in better places than paying him. When you invest, you are not asking for recognition or anyone to pat you on the back or anyone to give you anything in return. You just are investing and trusting God for the reward. Show up, be a part. Make church a priority. But encouraging one another, encouraging them to what? To grow. Encouraging you to read your Bible, encouraging you to serve, to love, to do the work God has called you to do. Encourage one another. Folks, I'm going to share with you the truth about some people in our church. There are a number of people who are hurting right now. Hurting. They feel like life literally is spinning out of control they don't have a clue what is happening. And, and be careful. Sometimes people will lash out at you, and the truth is they're just hurting. What do I do when somebody messes up? Well, I make them work before I forgive them. No. When somebody messes up, what do I do? I love them, and love leads to forgiveness. Love leads to forgiveness. If Jesus would have looked at us and said, well, you got to do X, Y, and Z before I forgive you. Can I tell you something? We would not have been capable of doing those things. That's why the Bible tells us that while we were yet sinners, Christ did the work. He died for us. Folks, be encouraged today that God has offered you salvation, and it's free. Because Jesus paid it, what? All. Isn't that good? That's like good stuff. Jesus paid it all. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. That day he's speaking of is the return of Christ. Let me ask you something. If you are 80 years or older... Do you believe that Jesus could come back at any moment? You say, why don't you ask those people who are 80 years and older? Folks, they have seen life change in ways that you and I have never seen it happen. They have experienced things. They have watched life take place. And if anybody can see things pointing us to those end times, it's those older people who've been in the word of God and watching. It's coming. How do I teach my family to invest? How do I teach my family to invest? First of all, we love the gospel. Amen? It is the gospel. That is what we believe. It is all about Christ. It is all about his word. So many people say when they teach the Bible, well, that's what it used to say, or that's what it said because of the times. Listen, if the word of God 
was good when they wrote it, it's still good today. Even if it does not fit how the rest of the world lives. Okay? So teach your children to love the gospel, the word of God. Teach them to love God supremely. Okay? So let's keep going. I teach my family to invest by praying. Praying for leadership. Praying for their friends. Praying for one another. We invest, we teach our children this way by by teaching them how to pray. Pray in front of your children. Let your children pray when they're little. Some of the sweetest prayers you will ever hear in your life are the prayers of a little child. My wife will come home sometimes and she will share share with us some little prayer one of her little kids prayed. And as silly as it is, it's their heart. And I think sometimes we as adults forget how to pray from where we are. Y'all ever sat and listened to some people pray in church and they use words that they know nobody else knows? They're enjoying you enjoying them. <laughs> Can I tell you something? I love the most simple of prayers when people are just as honest about things as they can be. Like Tyler did earlier, Lord, there's some of us, to be honest, who just don't feel like being here this morning. Well, guess what? I'm glad you came. I'm glad you didn't quite feel like being here, but you showed up. We pray. We teach our children to invest financially. We teach our children to tithe. We teach our children to give. We teach our children that that doing the Lord's work is more important than anything else. Time and effort. I'm telling you, you know what you put the most time into and where most of your effort goes. You know where it's at. In my opinion, it should be serving God by serving his people. And the best way to do that is through the local body church, local body of believers. This Sunday, or I mean this Saturday, you have an opportunity. Ladies, you have an opportunity to invest in the life of a young lady who's fixing to be a mother for the first time. Men, you have the opportunity to invest in a work of a church that no longer exists. We have opportunities. It just takes a little time and a little effort. Invest by making disciples at home. You with me? Invest by making disciples at home. Your first mission field is right in your own home, making sure that your children understand the importance of the gospel, the importance of prayer, the importance of uh, financial giving to the church, importance of time and effort. Make disciples at home. It starts with you as a father. Men, listen, it starts with you saying, I believe all of Scripture, not just the parts that fit my lifestyle. You do realize that the Word of God is a two-edged sword. And if we're going to follow God's word, it might split your family. It might split your friends. It might even cost you your job. But in America, you're not going to lose your life over it. One of our brothers who recently just moved here, they've been coming to our church 
They've been visiting with us for a while, but they moved to Beaumont from Egypt. He shared with me, sitting at a table across from me at lunch one day, he said, Brother Tom, there were nights that I had to sleep in my doorway to keep people from coming in and taking my family. All because he was a believer. We can make disciples at home. We can believe all the word of God. Your children need to see you living out the word of God. We need to invest together as families. This church has enough families that we could go out and do amazing things during the summer. Julie and Craig, you think your kids learned anything while they were in New Mexico? But it all started when? By you two making the investment to say we're going to go. We invest with the whole family. We invest in Christian organizations. Folks, there's all types of places out there that you can take your family and teach them that helping means working You have WARM. You have the Pregnancy Center. Folks, these are organizations that we have locally. You don't have to go all the way into Houston to to work. And some of you are like, well, I don't like sorting clothes. But it has to be done. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, God did not call us to do things that we like. God called us to be obedient. And sometimes those are things that we don't necessarily like. This is it. I want you to listen to me. We're going to invest and teach our children to love God supremely. Okay? Love others. Serve others. Forgive others. If we're making this investment, you will be shocked. Your child may never play professionally, but if you invest wisely, God could use that investment to change the world. Isn't that good news? What are you investing in? What is it that you have said I'm going to give my time, my money, my effort to. Well, if it's not God, it's not his kingdom, and it's not his church, then you've made foolish investments. Now, before anybody leaves, have I asked for your money this morning? No. All I've asked you to do is to invest. I didn't ask for a new jet. I don't even have the first jet. (laughs) Right? Nobody paid for my $5,000 trip. I mean, I even put it out there, you know. To be honest with y'all, what I've asked for you this morning is to invest in eternal things. 
That starts with you being honest with yourselves. What is important to you? Because whatever is important to you, you will put your time, your money, and your effort into, and it'll become the thing that you love. And if you love anything more than you love God, you've invested wrongly. May we learn to invest properly. Let's stand together. Father, we thank you so much for your love and your grace. Lord, we ask now that as we come to that place of really having to publicly come down and either come to the altar to say, God, I haven't invested properly. I pray you would forgive me. Or maybe it's coming here to say, you know what? This is where God is calling us. This is where God is leading us to serve. We want to invest right here in this body. Lord, today my prayer is very clear. I want us to invest properly. I want us to invest in eternal things. And I want our church to be known as a place where people can come and have opportunity to grow, have opportunity to serve, and have opportunity to go on trips that take them either locally or even globally where we can take and, and, and do the gospel work as a family. Lord, change us from the inside out. We pray this in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen.